Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And He's the only one worthy of praise Seek His help, His guidance, and His forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him and seek refuge on Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions. Indeed, whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah and whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seed of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah, which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The world of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The best of your ability, fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala be with you all. Inshallah, this is some talk concerning fasting, and for the listener, regardless they hear it now live, or they may hear the tape later on, to understand that uh, I'm fasting, this is number one, number two, that is towards the end of the day. Number three, I'm an old man. Number four, that is going to be a translation, and this requires more work. So I hope that those who hear it now or hear it later to understand the surrounding condition and to excuse my slavish job. But basically, the purpose is, is to try to benefit and get reward by sitting in the mosque and studying the book of Allah and understand the sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa What I'm going to try to do today to have some translation from the work of Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen uh, question and answer and this from his book مجموع فتاوى ورسائل فضيلة الشيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين This is volume number 19 and this concerning fasting and the Sheikh رحمه الله عليه two volume number 19 and number 20 related to issues of fasting so 
ان شاء الله اكيدك الله سبحانه وتعالى بيستوهد ميرسي ان هيز اسيستن اون مي تو بي ايبل تو كونفي سم اوف وات ذا شيخ رحمه الله عليه سيد فيرست كويشن ويتش ان بيج نمبر 11 سؤال فضيله الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى عن تعريف الصيام The Sheikh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow mercy in his soul in question concerning the definition of fasting. And the Sheikh, rahmatullahi alayhi, answered by saying what the meaning is. Al-Siyamu fil-lughati ma'nahu al-imsaq. Fasting according Arabic language is to withhold. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated in his book, فَإِمَّا تَرَيِنَّ مِنَ الْبَشَرِ أَحَدًا فَقُولِ إِنِّي نَذَرْتُ لِلرَّحْمَنِ صَوْمًا فَلَنْ أُكَلِّمَ الْيَوْمَ إِنْسِيًّا This surah Maryam, verse number 26. The Sheikh Rahmatullah alayhi using this verse to support That fasting means to stay away or to withhold. And the statement of the angel Gabriel, alayhi salam, saying, saying to Maryam that if you see any human being, so say, indeed, I had vowed to the most beneficent a fasting soma. فلن أكلم اليوم إنسية or that the statement of Jesus peace be upon him saying to his mother that if you see any of the human being say indeed I have vowed a fasting to the most beneficent one as a result of this I'm not going to be talking to any human being So here the nether and the vow of Maryam, may Allah be pleased with her, that the withholds to stay away from talking. As according the Sharia, according the Islamic law, fasting has a different definition, which means to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by staying away from all things which break the fast from Fajr until sunset. Question number two. Su'ila fadilatu shaykh rahmatullahi ta'ala alayhi an hukm al-siyam shahri ramadhan. Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen, may Allah shower his soul with his mercy in question concerning the ruling of fasting the month of Ramadan. And the Sheikh, rahimahullah, said what the meaning is. Fasting the month of Ramadan is obligation by the saying of Allah in his book, and the authentic sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and the concise opinion of all Muslims 
الله سبحانه وتعالى استهدت من سورة البقرة يا أيها الذين آمنوا كتب عليكم الصيام كما كتب على الذين من قبلكم لعلكم تتقون which is the meaning is oh you believe Fasting been ordained or prescribed for you has been prescribed for those who before you that you may learn and achieve taqwa, the fear of Allah and their conscience. And also this go until the statement of Shahr Ramadan al-Ladhi unzila fi al-Quran. هدى للناس وبينات من الهدى والفرقان فمن شهد منكم الشهر فليسم The statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the same surah continuation of the verse The month of Ramadan which is the Quran will reveal in it guidance for mankind and criterion between right and wrong. Whosoever is witness to the month, let him fast it. And the statement of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, al-Islamu ala khams. Islam been established on five pillars. To testify to the oneness of Allah and the finality of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. To establish the five time prayers. He gives the obligatory charity. To fast Ramadan and to make hajj to the house of Allah. And this is in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari rahmatullahi alayhi. And also the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu When you see the Christian, observe the fast of Ramadan. All Muslims that agree that the fasting of the month of Ramadan is obligation. And they agree that it is one of the main pillars of Islam. Whosoever denies the obligation of fasting Ramadan is a kafir, a disbeliever. Unless if he a person that he living in faraway country, which is he don't know too much about the ruling of Islam. So we need to teach him about the obligation of the fasting. But if he insists after this in rejecting the obligation of fasting and we already inform him and we made a clear evidence against him, now he will turn to be a kafir, a disbeliever. Whosoever neglects the month and the fasting of the month of Ramadan due to laziness, is in very danger. The ulama, some of the scholars, they 
they view him to be a kafir murtad, that means a disbeliever on upstate from Islam. But the most authentic opinion that he is not a kafir, but he is a fasik, a sinner, and he is in a very serious situation. Question number three. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi bin question Ammakanatusiyami fil Islam. The Sheikh may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala send mercy in his soul bin question about the position of fasting during Ramadan. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answer by saying what the meaning is. Fasting in Islam is one of the great pillars of Islam. Islam could not be maintained and established without the fasting of Ramadan. As for the reward of it, it has been confirmed from the Prophet ﷺ that he said, Whosoever fast Ramadan, man sama Ramadan imanan wahtisaban, غفر الله له ما تقدم من ذنبه. The Prophet ﷺ said what the meaning is, Whosoever observes the fasting of Ramadan, out of faith and seeking the reward from Allah, Allah will forgive for him his bad sin. Question number four. سُئِلَ فَضِيلَةُ الشَّيْخِ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى هَلْ يُعْتَبَرْ تَارِكُ الصِّيَامِ تَهَاوُنًا وَتَكَاسُلًا مثل تارك الصلاة من حيث أنه كافر The question is Will we consider a person who neglected the fasting of Ramadan due to laziness and careless to be a kafir like the person who abandoned the prayer? The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is. Tariqu al-Siyami tahawunan wa takasulan laysa bi kafir. A person who neglects observing the fasting of Ramadan due to laziness or carelessly, he is not a kafir. That because the root and the foundation of a Muslim to remain a Muslim, unless there is a evidence from the Islam to say that he is out of Islam. And since we don't have a clear-cut evidence, that a person who abandoning the fasting is out of Islam, if he abandoning the fasting due to laziness, so we could not say he is a kafir. This is different from the ruling about Salah, because the person who abandoning the prayer, there is a statement in Quran, and the Sunnah of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, 
as well the saying of the companion, may Allah be pleased with them, that whosoever abandon the prayer, even if he believe in its obligation, but he abandon the prayer due to laziness, he is a kafir. As Abdullah ibn Shaqiq, he said, كان أصحاب رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يرون شيئا من الأعمال تركه كفر غير الصلاة which is the meaning is that the companions of the Prophet Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم didn't observe anything from the deed to be a kufr when you neglected other than salah Nevertheless, we should invite this person who had abandoned the fasting due to laziness to fast. If he refused, if he refused to do so, he will be getting lashes or some kind of a punishment for neglecting the fasting. Question number five. سُئِلَ فَضِيلَةُ الشَّيْخِ رَحْمَةُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ عَنْ أَرْكَانِ الصِّيَامِ The Sheikh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shower his soul with his mercy being questioned about the pillars of fasting. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi said what the meaning is. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi said what the meaning is. Fasting has only one rukn, one pillar, which is to do it for the worshiping of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by Staying away from all things which break the fast. From Fajr until sunset. And when we say Fajr, we're talking about the second Fajr. Not the first Fajr. First dawn and the second dawn. The second dawn, which you can recognize it by three things. Number one, the second fajr, it will be across the horizon. But the first fajr will be the long way, i.e., the first one will be across from the east to the west. As for the second Fajr, will be cross the horizons from the north to the south. The second way to distinguish the second Adhan, but the second Fajr, the second dawn, is that no darkness comes after it, but it continues to get more light until the sun rises. As for the first Fajr, it comes, and after this darkness comes after it. 
The third way to recognize and to distinguish between the two Fajr that the light of the second Fajr is continuously with no break between it. As for the first Fajr, you will see darkness and light between the darkness. First Fajr has no rule in, in Islam. You could not pray when the first Fajr is there. Neither you have to stop eating or drinking for the fasting. Question number six. So ila fadilatu shaykh rahmatullahi ta'ala عن الحكمة من إيجاب الصوم. The Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi bin Kushan concerning the wisdom behind making fasting obligatory. <coughs> the Sheikh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answer by saying what the meaning is. When we read the statement of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which is, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Which is the meaning is, O oh, who you believe, fasting been ordained for you as been ordained for those who before you that you may learn the taqwa of Allah. Now we understand the wisdom behind the obligation of fasting. The purpose is the taqwa of Allah, worshiping Allah. Taqwa of Allah, that means abandoning the forbidden things. And when we talk about taqwa in general, we are talking about doing what you've been commanded by Allah and leaving alone what you've been forbidden by Allah. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated, مَن لَمْ يَدَعْ قَوْلَ الزُّورِ وَالْعَمَلَ بِهِ وَالْجَهْلَ فَلَيْسَ لِلَّهِ حَاجَةً يَدَعْ طَعَامَهُ وَشَرَابَهُ Which is the meaning is, whosoever doesn't give up false action and talk and act in, in foolish way. Allah doesn't care about his food or he being hungry and thirsty. From this, we understand it's very important for the fasting person to carry the obligation and to stay away from the forbidden things, from action and sin. So if you are fasting, you are not supposed to be backbiting, or lying, or slandering, carrying tales. You are not supposed to sell something that you are not supposed to sell it Islamically, forbidden by Islamic law. You have to stay away from all forbidden things. If a person conducts himself in this through the whole mouth, himself, his soul, 
it will be straight and you will be able to conduct yourself in the rest of the year according how you behave during Ramadan. What a pity for some people feel sorry for them that they fast, but there is no difference between the day when they are fasting and the day when they are not fasting. They remain in the same habit, in the same manner. So they still, if they fasting or not fasting, they are the same, no different. They still neglecting the obligation, doing the haram things. You could not see the humility on him and the khushu and the respect of being a fasting. These things, it doesn't violate the fasting, but it takes away and diminishes the reward of the fasting. Perhaps in the end of your day, you break even without having any blessings or any reward. Question number seven. سئل فضيلة الشيخ رحمه الله تعالى عن عن أقسام الصيام. الشيخ رحمة الله عليه بن question concerning the division or the categories of fasting. شيخ محمد بن صالح العثيمين رحمة الله عليه answer by saying what the meaning is. Fasting is divided into two categories, one which is obligatory and one which is not obligatory. The first part which is obligatory, it comes as a result of a reason, as example, expiation or vowing. And it comes as no reason, like the fasting of Ramadan, because it is obligatory by the root and the establishment of the Sharia. That means you didn't make it obligatory in yourself. The month of Ramadan you do it because Allah make it obligatory in you. But the fasting of expiation or evow, now you made this obligation in yourself. Also, there is a fasting which optional or general. As example, the specific one that fasting the day of Monday and Saturday. The general fasting, fasting any day in the year, with exception the day of Jum'ah, because it came in the Sharia, the prohibition of fasting Yawm al-Jum'ah by itself. Unless you fast a day before Jum'ah or a day after Jum'ah. Also it came in the Sharia, the prohibition of fasting the two days of Eid. Eid al-Fitr and Eid al-Nahr.
that means the day of fast, uh, breaking fast for after Ramadan and the Eid of the sacrifice. Also, it's been prohibited to fast Ayyam al-Tashriq, the day that comes after Eid, the second, the third, the fourth, after first day of Eid, unless this is during Hajj, unless the person doesn't have the sacrifice, and he had entered Hajj with Quran or Tamattu'ah, now it will be permissible for him to fast Ayyam al-Tashriq, i.e. the second and the third and the fourth day during the Hajj, after the first day of Eid. Question number eight. The Sheikh Rahmatullah Allah bin question concerning Samatu Anna Siyama Maratib. Fama Sihat Hazal Kaul. Wahali Kulamina Tawabun Khas. Question. I had heard that fast have a different level. How correct is this statement? And if so, does each one have a special reward? The Shaykh Rahmatullah answer by saying what the meaning is. If you meant by level, obligation, and optional, this is correct. And as you understand that the obligatory fasting is more rewarded than the optional fasting. But if you mean by level, that means the reward, go back to his sincerity, which in the heart, how much he's sincere in his fasting. So the reward will be different according this also. Question number nine. So in a fadila to Shaykh Rahimahullahu Ta'ala. Al Hadasat Adaruj fi Siyami Ramadan Kama Hasala Fitahim al Khamr. The question Did the fasting or the obligation of fasting came to be graduate? Same thing like it happened with the prohibition of wine? The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi answered by saying what the meaning is. Yes, it had took place. Fasting became gradually, step by step. When Siyam came in the beginning, was not obligatory upon everybody, that means whosoever want to fast, he will fast. And whosoever doesn't want to fast, he will replace the fasting with feeding. Later on, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the fasting obligatory upon everybody. By saying, فَمَنْ شَهِدَ مِنْكُمُ الشَّهْرَ فَلْيَصُمْ Whosoever among you witness 
to the mount, let him fast. Was another way also that fasting was gradually by that if a person slept after breaking fast or after Salat al-Isha, it's not going to be permissible for him to eat or a drink or to have relation with his wife. He have to wait for the next day until sunset. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala lightened this ruling that means he reduced this obligation, this reduce this stimulation or this burden or whatever you want to say by saying أُحِلَّ لَكُمْ لَيْلَةَ الصِّيَامِ الرَّفَسُ إِلَى نِسَائِكُمْ هُنَّ لِبَاسٌ لَكُمْ وَأَنْتُمْ لِبَاسٌ لَهُنَّ عَلِمَ اللَّهُ أَنَّكُمْ كُنْتُمْ تَخْتَانُونَ أَنفُسَكُمْ فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ وَعَفَى عَنْكُمْ فَالْآنَ بَاشِرُوهُنَّ وَابْتَغُوا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ وَقُلُوا وَاشْرَبُوا حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمُ الْخَيْطُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الْخَيْطِ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجْرِ ثُمَّ أَتِمُّ الصِّيَامَ إِلَى اللَّيْلِ Later on the abrogation came and Allah eased this stipulation on them by saying what the meaning it been made lawful for you the night of fasting approaching your wives. They are a garment for you as well you are a garment for them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will aware that some of you used to deceive themselves. He had repent, he had give you tawbah and he have forgo your sins. So now, you can approach them and seek what Allah has decreed for you and eat and drink until the white thread distinguished from the black thread from Fajr. And after this, hold from this until night. So this prohibition, eating, drinking, intercourse, was forbidden if a person slept or pray Isha and after this being abrogated, so became permissible for a person to eat and drink and have relation until Fajr. <coughs> now, another section which is kalima bimunasabat istiqbal shahr ramadan. A speech by Sheikh Muhammad bin Salih al-Uthaymeen, rahmatullah alayhi, with the occasion of welcoming the month of Ramadan. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه أجمعين In the name of Allah the most compassionate, the most merciful 
And may the peace and the blessing be upon our Prophet Muhammad and all his family and companions. Ameen. From Muhammad al-Salih al-Usaymin to anybody who his words reach him from the slave of Allah and the believers. May Allah guide me and you and keep us on the guidance and in Asirat al-Mustaqeem. Ameen. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you. After this, or what comes after this? Due to the occasion of welcoming or approaching the month of Ramadan, I present to my brothers these few words, hoping that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make our deed, all of us, sincerely for his pleasure, and to be according what he came by the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Therefore, I seek Allah's help and I will say, number one, with no doubt, it is from Allah's blessings upon his slaves that he bestowed in us this month, the generous or the honorable month, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it the occasion for all good things and adventure for reaching to the highest peak of the good deed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bestow a lot of blessings and favor upon them during this month. Some previously and some continuously. Indeed, in that month, this month, Allah has sent down the Quran to be guidance for all mankind and be criterion between right and wrong. In that month, the great battle of Badr took place, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had given victory to the Islam and the people of Islam, and Allah had defeated the shirk and the people of shirk, and this day been named to be Yawmul Furqan, the day of Furqan, means the day to distinguish between right and wrong. In that month, the month of Ramadan, also the grand opening of Mecca took place, which Allah had provided his house from all shirk and all idols. And the people enter into the religion of Allah in groups. In that month, the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam been given five speciality no Ummah no nation before had received it. The smell of the fasting person is dearer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the mosque. And the angels will be seeking forgiveness for them until they break the fast. 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will decorate his Jannah. And he will say, My righteous slaves soon about to give up this hardship and the disturbance going through all these things and they will be coming to you. And also the 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 severe and the bad or the the worst kind of shayateen will be chained in that month. So they could not reach and do what they used to do in other time. Also Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will grant the people forgiveness in the last night. They said, Oh Messenger of Allah, is it Laylatul Qad? He said, No. But do you know that when a worker person finish his laboring, he will be given his pay? This hadith in the collection of Imam al-Bayhaqi, rahmatullahi alayhi. Whosoever fasted this month out of faith in Allah and seeking the reward of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and hoping for Allah's forgiveness, Allah will make this month to be forgiveness for his previous sins. And whosoever established Qiyam al in Ramadan out of hope in Allah and hope in the blessing and the forgiveness of Allah will be a means of forgiveness for his previous sins. And whosoever established Qiyam of Laylatul Qadr out of faith in Allah and seeking and hoping the reward and the forgiveness of Allah will be forgiven for his best sin. Number two, a Taraweeh prayer which we prayed during Ramadan. As it been mentioned that the person who make Taraweeh make Qiyam al-Layl in Ramadan would be also a means of forgiveness for his sins. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying, مَنْ قَامَ مَعَ الْإِمَامِ حَتَّى يَنْصَرِفْ قُتِبَ لَهُ قِيَامُ لَيْلَةِ This hadith which is in the collection of Imam Abu Dawood rahmatullahi alayhi. Whosoever stand up with the Imam until the Imam finish his prayer, it will be recorded for him Qiyam of the night. Indeed, this is a great ni'mah, a great blessing. It's not supposed for the believer to neglect it. It is for everybody to have sabr and patience. And to try to be in the Qiyam al-Layl with the Imam from the beginning to the end. A lot of people, they waste their time during the night 
running from a mask to mask, praying two rak'at behind this imam and after this go to the other mask, praying two rak'at to the other imam and continuing like this. They've been deprived from this great reward, which is Qiyam al-Layl. What is more desirable, that you go to whatever mosque that you want, which you want to choose, and to be behind the Imam, and you don't leave the Imam until the Imam finish the prayer. Number three. A lot of our brothers, Imams of the Masajid, they do their prayer in rush, in sujood and rukur, so fast, which is not supposed to be, and became a difficulty for the weak people who are following the Imam. And some of the Imams, they go so fast and quick, which will be contradiction to the Tuma'nina and the tranquility that's supposed to be in Salah, which is one pillar of the Salah. Because the Salah is not Salah if you don't take your time while you're making it. And even if you did not miss the Tuma'nina, that the people behind you could not catch you due to your rushing. Some of the scholars, he said, some of the scholars, may Allah shower their souls with their with his mercy. He said, إِنَّهُ يُقْرَأُ لِلْإِمَامِ أَنْ يُسْرِعَ سُرْعَ تَمْنَعَ الْمَأْمُومِينَ فِعْلَ مَا يُسَنَّ It is undesirable for the Imam to go fast to such a degree that the followers could not come with the sunnah, with the sunnah that they supposed to do during the Salah. What about if he's so fast to such a degree that even the follower could not do the obligatory, not the sunnah? So my advice to those imams to fear Allah in themselves and to fear Allah concerning those believers, the Muslims who are standing behind them, and to give to Ma'nina and to take their time while they make Qiyam al-Layl. And they have to remember that they're standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They coming closer to Allah by reciting His words, and by saying takbir and ta'zim, and praising Him, and calling in Him. And this is more Reward for them if they increase the time. Take their time even if the difference will be 15 minutes more. And this is not a big deal, inshallah. Number four. 
Allah made the fasting obligation upon every Muslim who had reached the age of puberty and he is home. As for the young person who didn't reach the age of puberty, fasting is not obligation on him or her. That because the Prophet said, that the pen be lifted from three persons, or that three people are exempt. And the Prophet ﷺ mentioned one of them, which is the child until reach age of puberty. But it is obligation upon the guardian of such a child to command him when he reach a certain age that he be capable to fast. So his guardian should make him fast in this time. Because it's part of training him and discipline him on Al-Islam and the obligation of Al-Islam. Nowadays we see some people neglecting their children. They did not command them to make Salah or fasting. This is wrong. You're going to be questioned before Allah in the day of judgment. They claim they did not make them fast because it's a hardship and difficulty on the children, and that they so kind and merciful towards them. But in reality, if you really care for your children and you want to be merciful towards your children, that you train them on the good things and doing the righteous deeds, not being merciful by neglecting them and not to train them and discipline in a manner that will be beneficial for them. As for the person who insane that he lost his mind regardless of due to old age or other reason, no fasting. No fasting for him or her, no feeding that because they are lost the capability of fasting which is the mind. As for the person who could not fast, if he thinks the excuse will be removed soon or later, as the sick person as a gamble, or hoping to be relieved from such illness, he can wait until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will relieve him from such sickness. And after this he will make up what he missed from Ramadan. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, وَمَنْ كَانَ مَرِيدًا أَوْ عَلَى سَفَرٍ فَعِدَّةٌ مِنْ أَيَّامٍ أُخَرٍ which the meaning is, whosoever is sick or in a journey, he can make up for other days.
As for the person who doesn't hope for relief from his excuse, like the ovary person, or the person who's sick and been informed that there is no healing for such illness, he doesn't have to fast. But the obligation is to feed one person for every day. He has a choice. He can make food and invite the people to eat according to the days that he breaks the fast in Ramadan. Or otherwise he will give for every poor person Isa Minbur a equal amount of four handful with barley. A woman who is bleeding due to childbirth or menses is not supposed to fast. She will make up the days after her period is over. If the bleeding happens during the day that she's fasting, this day doesn't count. And she has to make up later on also for that day that she been misses having during her fasting. Also, if the bleeding stops during the day in Ramadan, she has to hold fast. She is not supposed to If the bleeding, again, if the bleeding stopped during the day after her menses, the day is finished, and her bleeding stopped during the day, she don't count this day, and she is not supposed to be eating during the day. That means she will stop eating. There is a commentary under this been written by Fahd bin Nasir ibn Rahim Sulaimani, which he had put this work together with permission from Sheikh ibn Uthaymin In the footnote, he says that this was the opinion of Sheikh ibn Uthaymin, but later on he changed his mind and he gave a different fatwa, and he said that means she can eat and drink in the rest of the day with no problem because this day did not count. A traveler person, he has a choice between to fast or break the fast. If he have a hardship and difficulty, he should break his fast. And fasting will be disliked for him, makruh. 
that because he neglected the rukhsa and the permission and the excuse that Allah had given to him. But if the traveler person has no hardship or difficulty and is not going to cause him any kind of problem, so it would be better for him to fast. Due to the hadith which came in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari and Imam Muslim, Rahmatullah alayhima from Abu Darda radiallahu an, قال, خرجنا مع رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم في شهر رمضان في حر شديد حتى إن كان أحدنا لا يضع يده على رأسه من شدة الحر وما فينا صائم إلا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وعبد الله بن رواحة that he said we accompany the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم during the month of Ramadan in a journey and with very severe with very very hot weather to such a degree that one of us used to put his hand over his head from the heat of the sun none of us was fasting except the Prophet and Abdullah ibn Rawaha, may Allah be pleased with him. Number five, Al-Muftirat, things which break the fast. Eating or drinking, doesn't matter what kind or what type of food or drink. And the meaning of eating and drinking is injection, which people use it for for feeding or nourishment, or to give them strength. This will be similar to food and will spoil your fat. It's not permissible for the sick person to use it because it is permissible for him to break the fast. A person who has to use it during the day, it will be permissible for him to use it and he break his fast and he will make up the days which he take injection in it. As for the other injection, like penicillin or other things, is not a food, is not a nourishment, but will be better to avoid these things that because the Prophet said, دع ما يريبك إلى ما لا يريبك leave which you have doubt in it to what you don't doubt it. Number two, sexual intercourse. And this one of the major sins that can be committed by a fasting person during the day hours.
and as expiation for it to make the great expiation which is freeing slaves. If he could not free a slave due to the reason that he doesn't have money, or that there is no slaves that been adopted according to the Sharia way, so now he has to fast two months with non-stop. That means he will only break fast after Maghrib, but mean not to break days continuously, two months continuously. If he could not, now he has to feed sixty poor persons. Number three, Al-Hijama. Hijama, what you call it, Qabin. A person who makes Hijama, and the person who is making it, both of them had prayed and violated their faith. As the Prophet ﷺ said, after al-hajim wal-mahjum, a person who do hijama and In conclusion, we ask Allah that He brings you benefit through this lecture. For more information, you may contact us through the following address. The Islamic Propagation Office, Rabwa. P.O. Box 29465 Riyal 11457 Saudi Arabia Phone 445-4900 Also 491-6065 Fax 497-0126 If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh